you are listening to an episode of Back Row Movie News. The podcast name and scope has changed. It is now the Broken Record Podcast, uh, but you can still enjoy the past episodes of Back Row Movie News on this feed. Make sure you follow uh, the Broken Record Podcast or Podcast Broken Record. Depends on what social media site on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for updates on future episodes. going on you guys welcome and thank you for tuning in to back row nfl news that's the last free agency preview show where i'm going to run through the biggest names available in the land of defensive backs as well as some possible landing spots for some of them first uh, i'll pop off with just uh, some quick hits this is going to be a real quick episode where as i'm recording it is like less than an hour about half hour away from the uh, tampering period uh, free agency tampering period being open so now teams you're gonna we're gonna start hearing about the deals that are being agreed to two days in advance of free agency in like a half hour so i'm trying to jet through this to get my opinions out before it happens um but uh, first off real quick uh some news around the league the prophesized massacre of big name veterans may have been overblown a little bit but something like it is occurring this week uh the best example eric fisher and mitchell swartz both chiefs starting tackles have been released Later on, their center was let go with little chance to return. Chiefs have a lot of work to do there and not too much money to land the top talent in free agency. After the Super Bowl performance of their uh, replacement tackles, I would think it's a priority in the draft. It gets really tough when you can't or you think you can't draft the best available player as opposed to having huge holds, holes and needs to plug when drafting. So that's going to be interesting. And so far, the Chiefs have been good about drafting best available. So we'll see. Uh, Fisher should get a nice deal on the open market, even if he's never truly going to be worthy of that first overall pick that he was. Uh, maybe Indianapolis gets him to replace Costanzo. Schwartz is basically a model of consistency and availability, except for last year, and I think he still has a good few years left in him. I could see the Ravens come calling, uh, figuring that Orlando Brown gets shipped out of town. Speaking of the Ravens, they also just signed, just this morning I believe, or last night, they signed guard Kevin Zeitler uh, to a three-year, $22 million deal with $16 million guaranteed. Good on you, Mr. Zeitler. Uh, Zeitler was, um, he's bounced around a bit, went from the Bengals to the Browns in free agency. Then he got traded to the Giants, where he's been good, but not always available. But he's still, at 31 years old, regarded as one of the better guards in the league. So Baltimore hopped on that, hopped on that immediately because he was released, so he was available to sign before the league year started. Uh, and still speaking of the Ravens, that Orlando Brown that I mentioned, he is, apparently, he did ask for a trade a couple of weeks ago. He wants to play left tackle, but he's stuck at right tackle in Baltimore with Ronnie Stanley there. Although Ronnie Stanley, I believe it was his Achilles he popped last year. Could have been a knee injury, I may be wrong, but he missed a significant amount of time and Orlando Brown slid over to left tackle in replacement and he played great, so it makes sense that he would want to uh, for uh, apparently him and his father have like great aspirations for him. They want him to play only left tackle, and, and I know that's where the money is. So, you know, uh, good for him. Apparently there are six teams that are legitimately interested in the t- in the tackle, and I depends on who's trading, but I think you could you could get you you should get a first round pick for him. So that's uh, it's good for Baltimore. Might not be a first round pick this year. We'll see how that goes. 
Um, there's a lot. Oh, I keep smacking my lips when I, when I record these episodes. There's a lot of news of uh, contracts being restructured. I know McCaff- Christian McCaffrey got his. You know, the Cowboys three fifths of their offensive line had uh, contract restructures. Just teams all over the league are restructuring like every single big contract on their roster to push uh, to push down the cap number this year so they can get under and then they're able to still add to the team. And then, you know, they take the hit a bit, bit later in the deals. So, you know, I'm not going to, I was going to go through all that, but that's too much to go through. Uh, the Bears released their starting right tackle, Bobby Massey, who figures to be in demand. He wasn't great, but he is a very, a very valuable player right about now. Uh, offensive line is interesting. The talent just seems to not be what it was. We're still talking about offensive linemen. The Raiders, they let go of Gabe Jackson, and they traded Trent Brown back to the New England Patriots, who had to restructure his contract. Uh, both were starting players on the offensive line. And it's funny, a year or two ago, the Raiders looked like the best O-line in the league, and that was like the big conversation. Like, that's how they're going to get far in the playoffs. They got the great O-line. But they now, they now only have two of those players on the roster. Brown should be a top-tier right tackle, but he's barely spent like a single second on the field that he's in the two years that he was with the Raiders. And that's why they ended up training him. They, couldn't, they, they weren't getting the value necessary to keep him and the contract on the roster. Jackson shouldn't be on the market, but... The official cap number of $182.5 million for this 2021 season. As I said, it's just got everybody shedding salaries. Now, offensive linemen are really feeling that heat. I imagine that a lot of these big names may very well be back with the team that cut them because the market won't be too kind to them. Now, I've already been proven wrong. Uh, I wrote this down before Kevin Zeitler signed, so I've already been proven kind of wrong. We'll see. I mean, if someone has the money, they are going to shell it out. And there's another bit here of news that I love. Cam Newton is re-signed with New England. That's another cheap single-year deal for the former MVP. I think if Cam can win a starting job and he, you know with a full offseason, he stays healthy, and Belichick you know builds up the roster a little bit more than a year ago, we may have a pretty good version of Newton and a very competitive Patriots team vying for a playoff spot late in the year. Speaking of big money, the Bills inked Matt Milano to an extension for four years worth $44 million. Good for them, securing one of the more known and better off-the-ball linebackers right now in the NFL. A little overrated. Uh, And then the other bit is uh, Aaron Jones. The Packers did not franchise tag him, but they did shell out $12 million a year for four years for one of the better running backs in the league in the past two years. One of the top touchdown scorers in the league. But yeah, so that is uh, a lot of the news to run through. There's more than I'm missing, but uh, like I said, I'm, uh, I'm hopping right through this. So let's slide uh, into the main crux of the episode, the crux of the episode. And here are some of the available players at cornerback right now. We've got Justin Coleman, Richard Sherman, Patrick Peterson, A.J. Boye, Malcolm Malcolm Butler, Janoris Jenkins, Robert Alford, D.J. Hayden, Josh Norman, Buster Screen, Brian Poole, Jason McCourty, Mackenzie Alexander, Quentin Dunbar, Kevin Johnson, Terrence Mitchell, Mike Hilton, Ronald Darby, Bashad Breland, Xavier Rhodes, Kawan Williams, Troy Hill, Gary Ann Conley, William Jackson III, P.J. Williams, Nevin Lawson, <gasps> Nikhil Roby Coleman, Vernon Hargraves, Dre Kirkpatrick, Chidobi Awuzie, Tremont Williams, Jamar Taylor, Jason Verrett, Ken Crawley, Shaquille Griffin, Jordan Lewis, J.C. Jackson, Trey Herndon, and Traverius Ward. God damn, it's a big list. It's kind of a party here, honestly. There's a lot of really solid contributors and some pretty high-level starters available. 
Uh, some, like Janoris Jackrabbit Jenkins, are candidates to return to teams that release them, or they could price themselves out of town. Uh, there have been and there will be more cuts and restructures this week and next, but plenty of veterans are going to get their chance to make a pretty penny out there. So Jenkins, as I said, I think he fits best opposite Marshawn Lattimore in New Orleans. Uh, Malcolm Butler, a starter, is no longer with Tennessee. They recently just released him, so he's free to sign, actually, even though it's a position of need for them. I could see Seattle, Dallas, or Cincy as suitors for Butler, depending on the scheme fit. Butler's funny, man. He's, he's up and down season to season. He was okay last year, I think, but that's a year after being one of the absolute worst and lowest graded corners in the league. So... He's not going to get uh, he's not going to get the contract he got from Tennessee and free agency before. Justin Coleman remains one of the most notable and best slot corners in the NFL. The rebuild in Detroit has him looking for a job. I think New England could be a suitor if they wanted to spend a bit more money in that position. Although they already think they're spending too much on Gilmore, so maybe not. Miami, I think they could be able to you know they could add another explosive, expensive corner and explosive, I guess, to the room and really solidify a position of strength. I think Arizona needs corner help. Seattle could use him. You know, a reunion there. A reunion there sounds like I'm drunk. Would make sense. Shadobi Awuzie. He hasn't quite lived up to his high potential when he entered the league, but I do think he may get a sneaky big contract. Houston needs help there. Money may be an issue. I could see him in New Orleans trying to replace uh, uh, Jenkins. Carolina needs some help in the defensive backfield, and Awuzie may be young and talented enough to slide in and compete down there. Shaquille Griffin, he hasn't been quite as good as he originally seemed to be, but he is a good slot corner to have. J.C. Jack, Jackson, he's an interesting case. He should be back in New England, really. He was truly, really emerging the past year or two, and now with Jason McCourty gone for now, and Stephen Gilmore possibly on the trade block, Jackson may not, you know, you may not get a chance anywhere else. I, I, I mean, I could see him heading to Arizona, maybe Houston. I know the Raiders need a uh, corner help. They um, they could be in the running for uh, for Jenkins. You know, uh, they could take a chance on slot a slot guy like Kawan Williams. Uh, they could, depending on the money they got available. I mean, Jason Verrett or Verrett, I always pronounce it differently. I could see him in uh, in you know black and silver. Even Malcolm Butler, although I, I don't know if Mike Mayock would really uh, pounce on that. But uh, speaking of Verrett. He's great, and I've always liked him. You know, a lot of people do. He's just so injury-prone, it's really hard to see him anywhere, honestly. A return to San Fran, or even with the Chargers again, now up in, in L.A., that, I mean, that could work. I mean, they just rele L.A. just released Pro Bowler Casey Hayward. Hayward, I, I still love. I mean, he, he's getting he's fast approaching to the point where he just falls off. I know that happens. I mean, it happens in a lot of positions, but, you know, corner is one of them where, you know, the guys, they just they just get hit to hit a certain age. That's, you know right for their body and they just they kind of just fall off that cliff but I could still see him getting a pretty pretty nice contract in the desert uh he could go to Seattle I don't know if they would spend that on him or Tennessee I like the Tennessee fit I think um uh Kwan Williams he's gonna make a little chunk of change I could see him flying over to Philly or back to San Fran hell I could see him even in Pittsburgh if they uh, if they could afford it you got. I mean, this this list is so big. You have a guy. You have guys like William Jackson, Mackenzie Alexander, Ronald Darby, Drake Kirkpatrick, Nicole, Nickel, Roby Coleman, and more, who are going to start or play a lot of valuable rotational snaps and spend some time on special teams, and they could work in different schemes. So you know, the whole NFL really 
is an option for a lot of these guys. Um, but the biggest, two of the biggest names, most known names, I should say, Peterson, Patrick Peterson and Richard Sherman, I think they would both fit right now together with the New York Jets. It's a little expensive for two aging players at that position, but uh, Robert Sala, who I don't know if he's going to succeed no matter all the, uh, no matter the hype that's going into it. I hope I'm wrong for his sake, but uh, Robert Sala, I mean, him and the Jets would be, his Jets would be the spot to maximize their remaining talent and harness their personalities. I mean, what great locker room guys for a young, hungry, rebuilding team. It sounds, rebuilding makes it sound like uh, wrong or ironic that I'd say that, but it, it fits. I like both of them going there, even though I'm guessing they won't both go there. Uh, Peterson could end up in Indy. Uh, fucking Sherman could end up in Indy. But uh, Xavier Rhodes, I think he may run it back in Indy if one of the bigger names don't go, depending on what they, uh, depending on where they spend their money. Troy Hill, formerly of the Rams, he's gonna get a little overpaid. Uh, he's good, but I think he's gonna get, he's gonna be approaching like near like elite money, depending on who who really has that cap space. And I could go through, I could spend a long time going through this list and choosing fits for everyone, but uh, I do think a lot of guys are destined to resign. And uh, you know, the big names that do, it's just, there's a lot of guys that are going to resign, and there's just a lot of guys on this list. I mean, the the cornerback market is just, uh, you know, it's there for the picking. It is there for the picking. For the teams that want them, there are cornerbacks. You can't say they're light on cornerbacks this year. I know sometimes it's hard to find a starter or hard to find a really good rotational, you know, sort of bench guy, but I don't think they're going to have trouble this year. I mean, DJ Hayden, for example. I wouldn't mind having him on any bench, you know, even though I wouldn't, like, pay him to start a whole season. But, yeah, so the corners are uh, are a plenty. And the final bit we have is the safeties available. Anthony Harris, LaMarcus Joyner, Jaquiski Tart, Ricardo Allen, Kenny Vaccaro, Sean Williams, Bradley McDougal, Deron Har- Harmon, Jalen Mills, Daniel Sorensen, Malik Hooker, Keanu Neal, Carl Joseph, Andrew Sandejo, George Iloka, Demarius Randall, John Johnson, and Xavier Woods. There's a few more names that I'm omitting, but this is where it kind of gets shaky. Uh, Anthony Harris is the clear um, best player by far, really available on the market. Uh, you've got um, you've got guys like uh, LaMarcus Joyner who got more money than he probably should have when he signed with the Raiders, and he's going to get a little bit more money than he should this time. Uh, I I really love uh, Carl Joseph and Keanu Neal. Keanu Neal started out hot, and then injuries slowed him down, and then the Falcons have been slowly disintegrating since he got drafted, so his stock is kind of low right now. Andrew Sandejo is uh, kind of a bet to be back on the Browns or probably back to the Vikings. I could see him going even back to Cincinnati. Uh, But uh, Iloka and Sandejo, they're good depth pieces. Demarius Randall, it's funny how high, I mean, his his star shot. You know, when I think he was traded to the Browns, from the Packers, and he moved from corner to safety, and his star, like, shot up for, like, two months, and then he's just gone down the drain. He was a backup in Seattle last year, so uh, it's just, we'll see. I mean, you got guys like Jalen Mills, Daniel Sorensen, um, Bradley McDougal, some guys who have started. They could start if you really needed them to, but you're not going to shell out the big bucks. Like I said, I think Joyner's going to get a little bit bigger of a contract than he uh, probably should. Um, I really, I could see him back in, uh, in, uh, Las Vegas. Anthony Harris would fit in Las Vegas. They need, they just need coverage help. They, they could sign any of the corners I listed above. 
uh, and pretty much anyone here. McDougald could fit down there. I think Deron Harmon is destined to go back to New England. Maybe he sticks on in Miami with the former Patriots uh, staffers down there. Keanu Neal, though, in terms of fit, I could see him in Dallas. Uh, Xavier Woods won't be there anymore. But once again, money might be an issue. We'll see how expensive they end up being. It's funny, the defensive back market is um, it's popping at the corner, not popping at the safety. And once again, I do see... I do. I see a few of the bigger names re-signing, and then someone like Anthony Harris, Keanu Neal. Um, I mean, if you want to throw Malik Hooker in there, who's uh, talented, but he's had injury trouble since he entered the league, they're gonna get. Uh, they're gonna get those those shorter prove it deals where they're getting a bit of money this year, but teams can't commit too much because of the cap numbers. So. It's going to be interesting how it goes. I'm excited for uh, free agency. Thank you for listening. I know this episode was about as sloppy as it gets. And I know, uh, yeah, I can see the statistics. I can see the analytics. I know that these NFL news episodes aren't popping. Uh, and maybe it's the fan base I'm appealing to. But, I mean, if you're listening, I, I do appreciate it. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm having fun doing this and I'm trying to, we're trying to expand back row a little bit. So we're trying different things. I am going to be, as I'm recording, free agency tampering period is about to start in about less than a half hour now, about 20 minutes. Uh, I'm going to be at work most of the fucking day. Well, most of the evening. So I will try and keep uh, keep you guys updated on the Twitter feed. Uh, it, you know, I'll be I'll be retweeting all the, the, NF, uh, the NFL insider tweets. You know, that's what I do. It's not bad. So thank you again for listening. I uh, hope you're enjoying this. Uh, if you, you got, let me know what you think, how free agency what you think of it, how it's going down once it uh, kicked off in about 9, 9 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. Let me know how you feel. Hit, hit me on Twitter at, uh, at Back Row. All right. Goodbye. Well, that about wraps it up for today, you guys. Thank you so much for checking out this episode. In the meantime, you can go subscribe to our YouTube channel, drop a comment down below. Let us know how you feel about today's content or anything you want to bring to the discussion. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Backroom Movie News for updates on upcoming videos coming to you guys. And also you can visit BackroomMovieNews.com for news updates from this guy, Two Thumbs.